Hello, and welcome to Of The People. I'm Robert Chernin. Thank you so much for joining us today, yet again, for the safety of all. So masks are back. Vaccinations are right around the corner. They're already, as we talked about last show, in some colleges, and they're now being pushed in some cities. You have to understand where this is coming from. Most of you do. But the one thing you have to understand is the saying for the safety of all, because there's clearly studies out that we're going to talk about in this show that clearly say that masks don't work and this small uptick in COVID and this new variant is really not worth all the hype that obviously the Democrats and the blue, what would you call them? The blue dogs? They're definitely dogs, but maybe they're blue. Who knows? I think they're a little further blue. In any event, for the safety of all is the rationale. If you remember going back to 2020, that was the rationale for we needed to mask up because for the safety of all. But the safety of all is a very slippery slope because where does it end and who defines it, right? Certainly, there is no constitution or legal grounds to require people to wear a mask. And there's some people, I would be one of them, who think that masks have now become more of a religious garb than anything else. But for the safety of all, you should do this. And that slippery slope then extended to vaccinations, even though the vaccinations were untested, untried, and rushed to market. And we now see the results. And there are now studies, clinical studies, scientific studies, so we should trust the science, remember, that the vaccines don't really work. And even if you were vaccinated with the old vaccines, you now need the new vaccines. From there, where does it end? Because after, for the safety of all, they now have red flag gun laws. Right? You can't own a gun because you're not safe. Right? We deem you to be dangerous. So we're protecting the community for the safety of all. I still remember being in a, a supermarket and I didn't have a mask on and it was required, but I'm one of those transgressors. And I was reprimanded by someone, you should wear a mask for the safety of all. Um, I basically told them to you know, kiss my what, but we went from there. But understand where this goes because from safety of all, then you go to climate change. You can't eat meat for the safety of all. You can't use electricity for the safety of all. You can't use fossil fuels. There's the problem. So the next time you hear someone say for the safety of all, and even if it's unspoken, that's the rationale. Understand the canard. Understand what they're doing to you. We'll talk about it more in the show today. But joining us right now in the next episode after we come back from break is Jay the Republican with his Throw Up Thursday rant. You're not going to want to miss that one. Stay tuned, folks. We will be right back. The new civil war will help start a conversation about how to push back. Harmeet Dillon, civil rights lawyer. As a lawyer who defends the victims of progressivism every day, I have looked into the eyes of the thought police. The new civil war provides the wake-up call American needs and serves as a self-defense manual for patriotic Americans. Get your copy of The New Civil War today. Hello, and welcome back to Of The People. I am Robert Chernin with my lovely co-host. Erica Reddick. And joining us, the leading Republicans, Jay the Republican, who is a thought leader in the Republican Party. And Jay, welcome back to Of The People. And what are your thoughts yes, this Thursday? Jay. 
It's a it's a pleasure to be back with both of you. I mean, this is you know throw up Thursday, so I have a couple of things that have like that, that made me sick this week. It's like like retching. Well, we'll, we'll <laughs> see right. if if that makes you guys throw up. As All right, well. I got my I'm bucket ready. Some facts that are really bothering me. All right, mm. you know they're talking about COVID again. And one of the things they're talking about are masks. And this has been an administration that has been ranting and raving about masks for quite some time. You're seeing it in New York City where they're requiring it. Some businesses right. now are requiring mm. people to wear masks. Some districts in California are having their school districts wear masks. The only real mask that's going on in this country is this made-up COVID mask mandate that's coming to mm. control us and to control what we're doing. What they're really doing is they're masking the problems that this administration has caused. They're masking the, the border where it, people are coming across the border in record numbers. They aren't being tested. They aren't being processed. They're just coming in. They're masking that. They're masking the waste of money that we're spending in the Ukraine that they can't find anymore. So they're also talking about masking any information that's coming out of China and what they're doing to infiltrate the U.S. They're causing everything, everything to be masked. But the biggest thing that really bothers me the most is that they're removing mm. the mask from Lady Justice. The mask that once held over her eyes saying, law is blind, that we're looking the other way. We don't care who it is. You follow the law. They have two sets of rules. They're taking our ex-president Trump and his advisors and his staff, and they're forcing Lady Justice to remove her mask and say, if you're a Republican, you're bad. But if you're a Democrat, we're going to look the other way. I'm sick and tired of it. We need to leave the mask over the eyes of Lady Justice, and we need to meet, leave the mask off our face going forward because all they're doing is masking all their ills and all their ill-forgotten gains that this administration has done over the last two years. It's time to say no more mask. Be transparent about all the things you're doing wrong, and don't put masks on Amen. our kids or on us anywhere in this country. That's my oh, rant. Amen, that's my throw Jay. up on Thursday. That's a, that's a lot. So my question for you, just before we dive into this, is I thought it was Lady Justice was blindfolded. It's a mask or is it a blindfold? Same. It's the same thing. What they're doing is they're they're putting a mask over. They're taking the mask or the blindfold off her eyes because they want. Justice right. to be done for a political game. Well, and isn't and that the, the definition of a banana republic? Isn't that what they say when they talk about, you know, when, when over the years, right, throughout history, as we've seen empires fall, countries fall, and, and they're called banana republics, isn't it because of that misalignment of justice that there's, you know, one one kind of set of rules for thee and not for me. You're absolutely right. And what makes this country great is that we've always had the rule of law, that justice was blind, that we, we allowed everyone to be judged on the merit of their cases rather than on any political agenda. You know, if you look at the world, there's been a lot of democracies. There's been a lot of great nations that had great constitutions and they have free and fair elections. But what they don't have is the blindness of the rule of law. And that's what makes this country great. When we violate that, we're really risking what this nation is made of and what it's for mm -hmm. and how it protects the people of this country. Jay, so 
we, I mean, I would say that's what separates America from any other country was the rule of law. Because when you think about it, beyond being a democracy, and the truth is we're not really a democracy, we're a constitutional republic, right? But if you want to radically change society, which is really, I think, what you're talking about, I mean, you're giving us, you know, sort of this, you know, they're going after the masking of truth and transparency and obviously unmasking lady justice so that she sees i would argue through the eye of racial you know identity mm -hmm. we're doing identity justice mm -hmm. they, they talk about identity politics it's really identity justice mm -hmm. depending on your identity depends on the level of justice you're now going to get in biden's america but if you want to radically transform society doesn't it make sense to go after the laws because they're the last line of defense in a civilized society and that would also explain why they go after those people who enforce the laws, i.e. law enforcement. You're absolutely right. And the, the politicizing of the Department of Justice makes it a Department of Injustice. What they've done is they've uh, mobilized FBI, uh, other parts of the Department of Justice in a way that it they look at who it is that they want to find guilty <laughs> before they find a crime. So they're actually creating a crime to suit yeah, it's, who they want what to is find it, guilty a, a problem in, no, a solution in, in no, search it's of a, a pre -crime. problem wait, or whatever. Wait, wait a minute. It's, it's a pre-crime. This, mm. this is minority report. It's a pre-crime. We know you're going to commit a crime, so we're coming after you now, <gasps> even though you didn't do anything. So Exactly. It, you know, no different than thought crimes. You know, I know what you're thinking, so you're guilty of something. Well, everybody's guilty of something. Yeah. I mean, we can create guilt. But what we can't do is create justice. Justice is fair and it's reasonable and it needs to be enforced and it needs to be recognized. And this Department of Justice is no longer doing that. And what they're doing is they're using it as political pawns. And what's even worse is that they're using it to hide mm. the malfeasance of the guilty of course. within this. Of course. So let me ask you a question. You are a Republican thought leader. And the truth is you are. I, I respect that and I know you yeah. are. Why aren't the Republicans more active on this front? Because one of the perceptions that we have, and Eric and I have talked about it a lot, is that there's not even left and right anymore. There's, there's top versus mm. bottom. If you're on the top, provided you're not Trump, yeah. right, or affiliated with Trump, if you're on the top, you, you have a certain amount of immunity, a la Hillary Clinton, a la Barack Obama, a la Joe Biden, Hunter Biden from the law. If you're on the bottom or in the middle from the bottom or the middle to the bottom, you don't. So why aren't the Republicans more active in trying to reestablish this blind justice mm. rule of law? Because they're clearly Good not. Question. Well, I have a real issue with, with the comments that the Republicans, you know, I hear all the time people will say, well, I don't like the Republicans in Washington. And I'll say to them, I don't understand who you're talking about. Are you talking mm. about Jim Jordan, the head of the Freedom Caucus, or are we talking about Mitt Romney, mm. who's a, a liberal Republican that's going out there? One yeah. of the big issues is that there's no uniformity within the Republican Party nationally. So what we've got is several different groups playing against each other. So really, we don't have a, a single Republican Party. What we really have are several Republican parties. And they're very worried about where mm. they are positioning going forward. And unfortunately, whether it's a Democrats or Republicans, so much of this is driven by money and, and yep. donors who are suggesting solutions to things that might not work. And we had a hard time. You look at what happened to uh, Speaker McCarthy when he ran. We are a divided party. So really within the Republican Party, you're looking at about five factions 
that are all going in different directions. So there's no unity of command. There's no one at the top that's able to say, look, we're going to get it done. This is how we're going to do it. You know, we had that when uh, Trump was president, even though there are fractures going on when that was yeah. happening. And it's gotten even worse since then. So to do a blanket statement that the Republicans aren't doing anything is a little unfair to the majority of Republicans who are doing something. And we're seeing right now about a third of the Republicans are active. A third Jay, are in the middle and a third got, don't want Oh, oh sorry, yeah. Robert. No, I that's okay. A, this, I'm, this, I may be asking you to speculate here, but... I'm curious, given your, again, you know, your insider position, where are people at with campaign finance reform? Because to me, a lot of this feels like if our elected officials were not so beholden to having to raise a bunch of money, um, depend on corporate welfare, if you will, um, and 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 dependent on the opinions of corporations rather than their constituents essentially like is there an appetite for for election for campaign finance reform have you heard anyone other than folks like me talking about it <laughs> folks like you you mean people who wear who wear orange yes <laughs> okay <laughs> Well, at least it's not a jumpsuit. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. But if, if you keep speaking out, you know, you never know, Erica, whether you'll be wearing hey, it. Gotta, wait a minute. If thoughts, if thoughts, if thoughts are are criminalized, I'd be in jail a long time ago. My, and, and, my tough mug. And I look good in orange. I got to practice my tough mug shot like, like Donald Trump. How's this, guys? Yes. Well, your, your question about taking money out of politics, I think the Citizens United uh, – verdict years mm. ago uh, really hurt our elections in this country because you know there's so much dark money that's going on yeah. because of that and so many super PACs and all of that but as far as any appetite to change I think the appetite mm. for change is right up there with term limits why would anyone who's in a position of power want to give that up mm. and change what's going on already so the only ones that will do that are the ones who want to make change going forward and change what's going on in Washington and I think there's a, an old senator or a uh, congressman who was ran on term limits and after 20 years someone said to him you know you wanted term limits but you're still there <laughs> well who's going to fight for was term that, limits if i'm if I have term limits? so that when you hear voices yeah when you hear the voices out there saying we need to do something about campaign finance reform <laughs> and they're using it to raise money i think you're, you're seeing that there's my argument is very simple Trying to wean a politician off public money or funds is like trying to wean a drug addict off of crack cocaine. Mm. Never going to happen <laughs> from the inside mm. out. Never, never, mm. never. The concept of a citizen politician or citizen legislator, yeah. other than in the great state of New Hampshire, as far as I know, is dead. Mm. So not mm. happening. In, in any event, Jay... We thank you for joining us for Throw Up Thursdays. You didn't hear our monologue, and I, we didn't talk about it ahead of time, but we were talking about the same yeah. thing, so we're right with you. One um, mind. Keep driving that change in D.C. as one of the thought leaders in the Republican Amen. Party because it doesn't seem like there's a lot of upper cognitive thought going on there right now. Thank you for doing some second and third order uh, evaluations of consequences. We need, we need it. 
I appreciate what the two of you are doing. I think uh, the more voices we have out there, uh, the more people will listen, the more people will be involved. Amen. Make some and it has to come from the outside. In. Thank you. Folks, you've been listening to Of the People with Robert Chernin and Erica Reddick and our special guest, Jay the Republican. We'll be right back after break. Stay tuned. Tired of seeing your rights stripped away by the politicians in Washington? Do you feel like you're a red dot alone in a sea of blue? Get connected. The American Center for Education and Knowledge is fighting back to restore America. Join us in our fight for American exceptionalism and start connecting to all the other red dots across the country. Go to ASICFUND.org to learn more. That's A-C-E-K-F-U-N-D dot O-R-G. Hello, and welcome back to Of the People. I'm Robert Chernin with... Erica Reddick. And we are back. That was Jay the Republican with a lot to digest about masking and unmasking. But Erica, here's the thing. Really, it's, he's speaking to a larger issue, which mm. is the lack of transparency and the political agenda that's really driving everything yeah. Biden, right? Let's call it Biden's yeah. America. Because the whole masking thing, to me, there's a direct line to, because the information doesn't support masking, the information doesn't support yeah. vaccines, the information certainly doesn't report, uh, doesn't support rushing vaccines to right. market. But I, there was also a new letter released by 16 or 100 or so uh, scientists, including a few Nobel Prize winners, two in particular, who basically said that climate change is a hoax. What? Right? Absolutely. I can pull up the article if you need me to. But but again, again, it, it plays off of what Jay the Republican said about the lack of transparency in the political agenda, whether they're driving masks or other things, because because all of this really comes down to either ESG or climate yeah. change, climate right? Forget justice. about the jets they're flying around, the climate justice, right? But think about it this way, right? If climate change is a hoax, then it's not accepted science, mm. is it, uh, right? Uh, yep, correct. Because of the disinformation, because don't forget, the people who are telling you are accepted science back, you know, three, four hundred, five hundred years ago, these were the same people who were telling you was accepted science that the earth That's was flat. That's true. Yes. Right. So, again, the terms accepted science to me, again, is an oxymoron. It's a jumbo yeah. shrimp. And you can call them morons, too, but it's really an oxymoron, yeah. right? It's a jumbo shrimp. So, so. Doesn't all this really go back to the whole issue of climate change? Because based on the science, they're talking about that we have to do this to save the earth. You have to do this to save humanity. You have to do this to save your health. Um, do you really think the government's interested well, in saving your health or saving well, and themselves? That's the, you know, one of the things that's always confused me about all of these conversations is the same people who will say, oh, we need to get rid of, uh, you know, carbon-based fuels and we need to you know climate change and blah 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 are the same people that are saying that the earth is already overpopulated so and then they're all, and then they're saying oh we need to mask and do all this stuff to save everybody so either the earth is overpopulated and we need less people <laughs> or we need to save so we should everybody. let them die i mean right. i don't want to be right. you know that's I, good right? like that's I don't good be, um I don't 
wait a minute. So if the earth is overpopulated, then what the hell do they care? Let us all die if we want to make our own choice. And we will depopulate the earth that way for them. And then there's no climate crisis. You know, that's really smart. I never thought of that. But you, it's, it's crazy. I mean, it's true, though. You know, I am a woman, so there's going to be a little bit of crazy in there. But I just, what is the... Is that a is that a oh, sexist yeah. comment? You know, remember, I'm so a only women are so only women are crazy. I'm a massage. No men are crazy too. We're all crazy. We're all a little bit crazy. Oh, okay. Thank, thank, women, thank you. Thank we you. We are that. a little so, bit extra crazy. So, so, so let so let's go back to this whole yeah. climate change thing. So, his name is J- Dr. John Clauser. Okay. He's the winner of the 2022 Nobel Prize in Physics, and they have this organization. It's called the Global Climate Intelligence okay. Group. 1,609 scientists have signed a declaration stating, quote, there is no climate emergency, and they, quote, strongly oppose the harmful and unrealistic net zero carbon two policy being pushed across the globe. And he goes on to say, one one last thing, because you know how I like reading stuff, right? He goes on, Clauser goes on to say, misguided climate science has metastasized into massive shock journalistic mm. pseudoscience in turn the pseudoscience has become a scapegoat for a variety a wide variety of other unrelated ills it has been mm. promoted and extended by similarly misguided business marketing agents politicians journalists government agencies and environmentalists sugar 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 here's my here's my real question so robert back in okay back in the day okay in you're my your day, day you're talking about old the times old, when my we day. still rode horse and buggy <laughs> 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 no seriously though i'm not no. uh, yeah and my and my rear end no, is still no. sore rolling rolling no. rolling god my it's rolling remember yeah, okay. like when was it we were gonna reach peak oil and wasn't What's yeah remember that peak oil it was like oh we're gonna run out of oil and wasn't that supposed to happen like in the 90s and then well that in the 70s so i lived through the gas yes. rationing okay right uh during during the carter years where if you were driving you could only if your license plate ended up it ended with an odd number you could only buy every mm. other day and then even the other day and it, you know there was this gas crisis and you know People carry out trends at infinitum. That's the problem, right? Because you were hearing things in the 70s. Well, at this rate, gasoline will cost $4,322 a gallon by the year 2022. Um, by the way, under Biden's America, they're not far <laughs> wrong, folks. I mean, look, you know, look at what gas costs you now versus during the Trump years. It's only How is that 3. working for you? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, but it's but yeah. So we we live we live through all of that. Because that's Look, what I got a better yeah. question. What? I got a better question. Name for me one climate crisis or one climate um, event that has been predicted that's that has come I'm to pass. Saying. That's Name what I'm one. Saying. So I feel like back then in the seventies, my understanding is it was there was going to be a uh, um, a new ice age was the thing, right? And then it was global warming. And then we had the hole in the ozone layer, which has now apparently closed. Um, there are ice caps refreezing. 
there's now like a resurgence in polar bears, which were supposedly going to go extinct. I, I, for uh, none of that's it's happened. What I'm has like, none, not, not, not. Um, you know what this is? When you were growing up, well, again, when you were growing up was way after I was growing up. But when you were growing up, did you ever read any Mother Goose or did your mother, who I know is there with you, read any Mother Goose uh, to you? Probably. Okay, so you know the one, the sky oh, yeah, is falling, yeah, yeah. the sky is falling, yeah. the sky is falling. Well, the sky's been falling <laughs> and it continues to be falling. You know, I mean, you know, there's, there's, there's nothing this new here. Literally. Right? But, but, but this is accepted science. Trust the science. Yeah. Remember that? We went on that rant some, oh some shows God. ago. Well, and I want to say it again. Accepted science are the same. The people pushing it are the same people who are pushing mm. wokeism, who are pushing. I mean, these are the same people who were telling you once upon a time the earth was flat and yeah, gravity didn't Pluto, exist until Sir Isaac Newton got hit over Pluto the head with an apple. Pluto was a planet. Pluto was. Okay, first. So Pluto was a planet. Wait a minute, I thought Pluto was a dog Pluto's in Disney. Pluto's also a dog in Disney. Rough, rough, okay? <laughs> but that rock in the sky has gone from being a planet to not being a planet, I think, like three or four times in the last what, decade. What is, what is it now? I don't what know it what it is now. But it's, it's like wait, wait. Is, 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 Ura is Uranus still Uranus? You is know, Uranus, Uranus, Uranus is always Uranus, and and the problem is that everybody's okay. got one. And there's still rings around it. There's still rings there around always it. Always is. Okay, so science hasn't redeclared. Well, who knows? That. I'm just just you checking. Know, you know what? Did you just, Google just it? We may need to Google it. We may not. It may not be anymore. <laughs> it may maybe that we need to go settle it and uh, get some consensus yeah. with some. Okay. I, I just, I just. Science was right, always listening. a methodology, and I think this is that word has, like many other words in in the vocabulary of of our society, has been changed to mean something different than what it me meant. Science is a process. Of, of course, they, they 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 have redefined racism. They have redefined. I mean, religion. They've redefined everything to for frankly for its opposite yeah. but i want to go back to the okay. science again right because the other thing is so let's talk about COVID, right mm -hmm. and masks right there was a study out of cochrane right and the cochrane it's a uk-based organization called cochrane they are the gold standard of evidence-based medicine who basically came out and said that masks make quote little to no difference and by the way this is a 17-year <gasps> study so, oh, you know, they're going to rush to market. Right, right. So they're going to rush to market COVID vaccines, which, you know, went during the days of the rubella or, or mm. TB or they tested this this stuff. Oh. Right. Now they're not testing it because. And, and by the way, folks, if you haven't seen it. So Russell Brand is on Bill Maher. And he, and he goes through all the metrics of who's making billions off of these vaccines and the pharmaceuticals and how many billionaires have been made. It's yeah. worth watching. Because follow the money, mm. which is what we always say. When you look at, so a gold standard on a 17-year study that basically says that masks don't work. And you know what they're doing? They're redacting <gasps> the report to block out certain areas. And then senior management at Cochrane even is trying to downplay it because they're getting a oh rash Oh, my of crap, God. Right? So, the, so 
Here you go. The Cochrane Systematic Review, which has evaluated masking first against influenza and then COVID since 2006. Oh, wow. So this is like... Posed a problem for federal government's ongoing pro-mask guidance, but so does an increasing body of research that questions whether sustained mask use is even benign. Wow. Okay, so this... For the safety so of all, they've been wear a studying mask. this since before COVID was a thing. Because I've always seen oh, yeah. a video yeah. of places in Asia, like you know South Korea or China, or you know places like that where people are wearing masks. And I was always like, "That's weird. I think that's a strange thing." And I remember asking about it, and someone had said, "Oh, it's because you know to prevent people from being sick or whatever," and that always seemed sort of strange to me but i was like well maybe they know something that we don't so it sounds like no they're from societies that are fear-based uh, that have totalitarian governments south korean government is not totalitarian but but if you understand anything about asian culture so our culture is horizontal basically most of the people you meet are within your okay. social class yeah right and there's a there's you know that whole okay. equality thing right Asian societies, by their nature, by definition, are not horizontal; they're vertical. Uh, Everyone you meet is either your superior or inferior, and I don't mean that in a moral sense, just sort of in the way yeah, their so society they have more structures of a class as epitomized, or... as as epitomized Cast. by Japanese society. Which folks go read *Chrysanthemum and the Sword*, Ruth Benedict, nineteen forty-six, leading um, anthropologist of her day, of her day, commissioned the definitive okay. study of it. Right? It's still relevant today. So. There, they follow the leader more. They, they get their instructions mm. from the top down. And let's be clear. I don't have an issue if you want to wear a mask. If you want to wear a mask because you need this religious yeah. garb, go for it. What I have an issue with is the peer pressure or social pressure or societal pressure under the aegis of, for the safety of all, you need to and do this. And then we have studies that actually show that it's not only not safe for all but actually harmful and detrimental and they're suppressing wow. it so that whole thing with jay the republican about you know they're masking mm. things they're masking critical thinking they're masking information they're masking that our country's being invaded they're masking that politicians actually give a damn about making a change and i respect no end jay the republican but i he says there are five factions next yeah. time we have them on i want to know what those five factions are because i only see that there mm. are two and i would i would although i do agree with the two-thirds one-third i think about a third of, of let's call them republican or let's call them non-democratic <laughs> politicians um want to bring change from the inside out and two-thirds are either um drinking from the teat of power or money the nipple of power or money that dc that the spigot yep. if you will and they have no incentive to change anything and the question is how do you yep. drive change through a political system from the inside, from mm. the outside in, without mm. armed conflict, mm. Mm. can it be done? You what know, do you think? I hope so. If the American people just wake up and remember that their vote actually counts, uh, that their vote actually matters, then we don't have to take up arms. Uh, but what was it? I mean, what was it? The, a four percent tax on tea, and we started a whole war over it. Um, we are not the same America that we were back then. 
That was the tea we were getting from China through Britain, right? It was the old Silk Road, not the new one. Yeah, I, that's uh, what I tell people yeah. who, who talk like that. I'm like, yo, man, all you got to do is vote. All you got to do is pay attention, and then we don't have to. Then we don't have to talk about violence. But uh, the more people don't want to participate. And for the, for for the record, we are not proposing no. violence here. But you we have to question whether or not change can be driven without it. And that's a quote unquote critical thinking process and is yeah. worth talking about. Yep. Right. Um, it's certainly because we're what's what's our moniker? We're mostly, mostly peaceful. peaceful. Mostly peaceful. <laughs> well, uh, mostly yeah. peaceful. It's a hey, look, fiery you know, peace. But there's a reason. Show. Right. There's a reason. You know, La guillotine, <laughs> la guillotine. Right. I mean, you know, sorry, wrong continent, but same concept. So, um, and maybe it will be taking, it will take something like storming the yeah. Bastille. But at the end of the yeah. day, things are fighting back. So there's a teacher, there's a professor at the University of Southern Maine Ooh. who was fired because she questioned. So the university at the height of COVID, the University of Southern Maine imposed a vaccination and mask requirement. And she basically questioned, you know, she said, here's the science I have that doesn't support that. And she was tenured. Tell me, you know, let me see where your science yeah. is. So they fired her. She sues, and now the First Circuit, is it the First or the Fourth Circuit? Let me see about this. I think it was the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals basically said that her case Good. can go forward. And I'm trying to yeah, find... Yeah, I mean, if you're tenured, isn't that the whole point, that you like can't be fired? Um, you know, if you transgress the politics... Of the of the accepted truth, the one truth. You realize, you know, this whole thing about religion is this is wokeism is an old religion mm. made new. It is as intolerant as it used to be. You know, when they were burning yeah. witches at the stake, yeah. right? It's intolerant of anyone that does not spout the dogma and pray at the altar and do what they're told and follow along. Critical thinking. Yeah. is not allowed frankly thinking isn't allowed obedience so is required what, uh, what circuit court was that and i'm looking for this let oh here we go so her name is la 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 patricia griffin it's a universe so a tenured professor fired less than a month after seeking the scientific evidence behind the public university's covid19 policies and challenging the legality of vaccines mandate Will actually, so it was thrown out initially. It was through the University of, of Maine system, Southern, Southern system. So it's the First Circuit District Court. Um, you know, again, you're going to go from the First Circuit, the fourth, the fourth Circuit did the same thing in North Carolina, but they ruled against this professor. So, but people are starting to fight back. You just have to question, is it too little, mm. too late? Right, you're, I mean, because, I mean, people go judge shopping, Right. We're going to file in this court, in this district, because we're going to get a favorable ruling. I mean, how much stuff makes it up to the Supreme Court anyway? Well, and that's that's the Not thing much. is you just, you know, when we see the takeover, you know, we've talked about it on the show. When we see the takeover of the justice system where we have judges and courts who go against the Constitution, go against the laws and just try to make up their own thing. Uh, but they don't think they're doing that. 
They don't, they, look, 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 they're, you know, they, they see law, there's two schools, right? If you go back to sort of the Antonin Scalia, right? The original school, Gorsuch, Thomas, but then there is the, the, um, school of thought that says the constitution is a living document which means it is subject to interpretation so i understand your interpretation and i understand my interpretation but they honestly that's not their interpretation so where mm. are the lawgivers right who's the one who comes down and said that this interpretation is wrong all right it does come down to the yeah. ballot box right and free and fair elections which we're not going to get into here because oh, yeah. you know what i think but then when you look at the other, let's stay with Jay the Republican and his concept of masking versus unmasking, right? You now have the government who is trying to mask certain things and require, and by the way, this is where you know revolution mm -hmm. is going to come from. There now has a public health recommendation that you should only have two drinks of alcohol a week. So they're trying what? to regulate, you know. Uh, no. Oh, you didn't see that one? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The government has now come out with the... Hang on, you're going to make me oh find my, my article. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Prove to you that I'm not crazy. Here, Okay, there you go. Is, so, is this by like the way, Bloomberg saying you can't have more than a 20-ounce yeah. soda in New York City or whatever so it was? President Biden's alcohol czar says America is going to be told by officials to have no more than two beers a week. Though so much for my shots of tequila. Um, the director of National Institute of Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism, NIAAA, George Kube, told the Daily Mail on Thursday that the U.S. is going to follow Canada's footsteps in alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know, folks, you want to know where the revolt's coming from? Hey, Bud Light, you but ain't seen nothing but yet. But, but right? they're trying to you pass, they're trying to legalize marijuana in the house. Uh, like, of oh, course. Good wait, wait. So, so wait a minute. So, so, so wait a minute. So I was just in Mo I was just in Montreal for the weekend. So you know the People's Republic of Montreal, and I love Montreal. It's a great city with great people. But and I'm a cigar smoker. Free yeah. I freely admit that. I could not, with the exception of one or two bars that allow it, I could not smoke a cigar within a hundred feet of any uh, business establishment. But there were people walking up just and down St. Catharines, smoking, smoking, smoking joints and smoking wow. whatever those like um, th those what do they call those things that they're like the jewels oh, or whatever like they, they are. So and it smelled like wow. a pot factory. So 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 now you can smoke weed. You know Schumer put put forth that we should you know legalize nationally marijuana, but cigarette smoke or in my case cigar smoke. And now they're going to come after, I mean, look, they're coming after oh gas stoves, right? They came after exhaustive <laughs> pizzerias in New York City. They're going after, but I'm telling you, you want to know where revolution's coming from? Limit people to two <laughs> beers a week. No, this is what they, they want right? you to smoke weed every day. That's where revolution's coming thing. from. Okay, so they want you to smoke weed every day, right. so you won't, so you won't lash out, you won't fight back, you won't do nothing. Uh, beer makes you rowdy okay those that cigar the is it, does, no i don't drink I mean, beer does it make you rowdy makes you rowdy um that oh my god robert I thought it was a depressant i just i thought I, it was a depressant my oh my brain hurts hey so so here's here we have to go to break but here's what i would say i think that they should 
limit i think there should be no mm. alcohol we should bring oh, back prohibition because i think the country was run way better <laughs> under organized crime than it is against biden's crime family and we're going to leave you folks with that thought and we're going to break to make some money and we will be right back we are of the people you can find us on rumble you can find me on twitter at rb chernin and and I am at Erica Reddick. Look us up. You'll be entertained. That we guarantee. Absolutely. She's never wrong. Ever. <laughs> Just ask my husband. Hello, and welcome back to Of The People. I'm Robert Chernin with... Erica Reddick. The lovely Erica Reddick. Yeah. So Erica, yeah, yeah. picking up where we left off, do you know what else the Biden administration oh, wants to ban? What now? Come on. Give you three dresses. Oh, bigger God. than a red what box. Do they want to ban? And it, hang, oh, they and it wanted, hangs on the ceiling. Oh, ceiling fans. Ceiling fans. Ceiling fans. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I mean, how how much do, does this, you know, does Biden's America want to reach into your house? So, they also want to so, block the so, sun. So, what the f***? Uh, oh, right. Excuse my language. Yeah, yeah, but they, that's okay. But um, yeah. W2F. But they want to block the sun. They want to ban alcohol. Yeah, so let me see if I got fans. this right. They want to ban alcohol and ceiling fans, which to me those are related because don't you really want? I mean, you, so you're gonna schwitz and be and be hot because yeah. you don't have a ceiling fan. There's not going to be enough electricity no, to run your you air, air conditioner. They want to ban and, air conditioners, and you don't have, and you don't have yeah. gear to cool off. I would say these oh, are not no. really smart No, they policies. want to take all the joy and goodness <laughs> out of our lives so that we really do end up like the book 1984. Everybody's going to be wearing the same brown jumpsuit uh, and take a, the joy. Orange. Isn't it brown, orange. I thought, in, the, in 1984? Well, you're, you're wearing orange. I know, but you're wearing no, orange. No, no, it's brown <laughs> shirts are the like bad guys. Well, the brown shirts were 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 Hitler's um, oh, okay. I'm military up. wing. They were the okay, so they I'm were the brown up shirts. Actual bad guys with literary bad guys. They were actual. <laughs> they were actual bad guys. This so so. But wait a minute. I have a question for you. Yeah. I have a question for you. Name for me in Biden's America. Name for me a blue city. Or a blue state. That isn't a total freaking mess oh, economically, law enforcement, um, environmentally. Na na I mean, find me one. And we know, I mean, look, the blue states, name one. You know, name the blue cities. Is especially the blue cities. Uh, they are all messed up. All the cities with the highest murder rates, the highest unemployment, all the worst uh, statistics are all blue cities. Now, some of them are in red states, you know, so-called red states where they might have a Republican governor, but like, like Vermont has a Republican governor. That dude is not a Republican. Okay. But that's yeah. not a Republican Phil, state. That's well, still a blue Scott state. I, I mean, is there even, wait, 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 he's not no. even a rhino. <laughs> I mean, he's not, yeah, but wait a minute. In Vermont, is there actually even a Republican Party I, in Vermont? Well, no. I mean, really? Not 
I mean, I mean, in name only, right? Republican, right, right. So, so I mean, Bernie Sanders has successfully um, uh, taken over the state of Vermont, and there are no. I mean, you want to talk about enemy territory? I was in Burlington the other day. It's it's starting to look like Portland. It's not starting to look like they've got. Okay, so they already have uh, the downtown. So Burlington is the largest city. It's the Queen City. Um, Church Street, right. the downtown. Is that the Queen? Like, is that like the uh, Queen of Beers? It's similar. Very, Just kidding. very similar. <laughs> Lord Benjamin, you can bleep that if it's politically no, I mean, incorrect. The it's okay. Is being gutted. They're putting another homeless encampment next to the high school where they are already having encounters with the students every day. Um, I mean, it's just, right. uh, there's now shootings there. Okay. Literally, Robert, you know, we have a house here. We got back the other day. There was an armed robber on the loose. All Every single Burlington police officer was in pursuit. The guy got away on a bike, then you, you, stole you mean, a you boat. Mean, you mean both of them? All, you mean both yes, of them? You mean both of literally. them? Literally. And then the dude, the dude stole a boat. Okay, like there's people doing carjackings here now. Like <laughs> wait, what? Wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. The guy steals oh, a boat and they couldn't find it. him. Oh, good golly! It's a whole thing. Dude. Oh, so he doesn't know how to drive a boat. So, 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 wait a minute. Point is, right? Point. This is this go- blue city. The point is, you have lies, you have lies, damn lies, yeah. and facts. And now, and they don't care about the lies or the damn lies. They care about the facts. Because, for instance, so D.C., one of the council members says, we don't have a crime crisis here. What? Right? So, so wait, just to, as, a, as an example. In hang D.C.? On. So, so Phil, Phil Mendelson, the chairman of the D- District of Columbia City Council, basically says, I know this belies the common belief, and when it comes to crime, how people feel about it, but there is no real crime crisis in D.C. This was in late March. Now, for perspective here, right, in D.C., since uh, as through August, there is a 63% increase in robberies, a 27% increase in homicides, a 14% increase in sexual abuse, and there are no crime crisis in D.C., so when facts don't matter, and look, I know people buy an emotion and they justify on logic what they've already bought. I get that. I'm a salesman from, you know, you know, pots and pans and dishes door to door in my, you know, teens and twenties. I get why people yeah. buy stuff, right? But when facts on that level don't matter, it's what you get with Jay the Republican said. You can mask stuff and say, oh, there is no border <sighs> crisis. You can say that, oh, but Biden responded quickly to the Maui survivors, which yeah. is such a bunch of crap. Yep. Right? But so name me. So we well, we know that DC is a blue city, that yeah. clearly things ain't going so well. I defy you. Yeah. I love you dearly. I defy you. Name for me a single blue city that's doing well. I don't well. think I can't. I don't think I can't. I mean aren't we aren't we singing so oh we're singing god. the blues. Oh my god, you which which by the way Lord Benjamin, I want I want that song singing the blues. Oh Sammy my god. Davis Jr. the blue cities and the blue states they call themselves sanctuary cities and sanctuary states 
but then they can't handle the immigrant influx from uh you know that's being sure that's sure they can they send exactly. them they send them somewhere and, else and so it is it is really you know my my question to the general public is when you see this happening and and you know we're talking to vermonters all the time we talk to people in texas no matter where we go who don't like the way things are but then they don't vote and then they don't participate and i don't know like how do we fix this other than electing people who are not psychos like this is all policy that's decided essentially by the voters right they've voted for this stuff and then they complain about the way things are so how do we i mean how do we fix it what's the solution here la guillotine <laughs> la guillotine <laughs> there, um, i don't know that there is a solution so so you know how you just taught me something earlier in the show that this whole thing about overpopulation of oh, the world yeah, and mass yeah. being unhealthy and then why you know you should want us all dying then from covid because we'll that way we would depopulate the earth and and then there's no climate i mean i never made that connection that is brilliant but on a similar yeah. connection right you know how do you connect right how do you mm. you know how do you fix it because now we're talking about election integrity because mm. on the one hand, you're saying you have to fix this at the ballot box. But but now, if you don't believe that there are free and fair elections, the you know, you are going to further disincentivize those people to vote. Now, look, I'm one of those people. Mm. There are people in the world who die for the right to vote in free and fair elections, right? It's true. You know, right? But, and, for, and by the way, if you're one of those people, at least historically, that have never voted, don't even talk to me. You can have a different opinion than me. You can be a flaming liberal, whatever you want to be, and I will meet you in the public square of debate, armed and ready, and let the yeah. critical thinking and the critical debate of ideas, let's see who wins. Because in a battle of wits, they're unarmed, mm. in my opinion. <laughs> having, having said that, <laughs> right? Having said that, there's no way now, because now you have people questioning, and I think rightfully so and justifiably so, because there's so many unanswered questions in the 2020 election as mm -hmm. to, and now they're finding ballots that were, um, you know, shipped and harvested. And, you know, and again, you're not going to hear about this in the news. And then you're going to say, oh, well, you only saw it on Twitter. Well, Twitter or those kind of social media, you have to filter through it all. But those are yeah. the only unfiltered sources at this point because everything else is filtered through the echo chamber of the politics of the station you're getting it. But if the American mm -hmm. public doesn't believe that elections are free and fair, it will only depress the vote mm -hmm. even more. And the only oh, people yeah. that are going to come out and vote are the ideologues on both sides. And by the way, if only the ideological wings of, of let's call it the parties come out the democrats win because yeah. for them it's about 40 percent 50 percent of that party yeah for us it's about 30 percent they're way more motivated oh they're my. way more oh sure yeah because they know they can't win any other way in free and well, fair elections they can't win and there's there's a there's a big disconnect too between and this this is how i heard it described the disconnect between the people who take a shower to end their day versus the people who take a shower to begin their day right so when you're that's what person, doug burgum that's what doug burgum said the governor of north dakota in the debate 
loved that. I loved that because it really is when you have the people who are the producers, the people who are out there working hard, feeding their families, running their businesses, they're like, I don't have time to stop at the ballot box. I don't have time to participate in these things because I'm busy, you know, making the jobs. But that's pretty, but then you're you're arguing the for mail in ballots. Then you're arguing I for mail in ballots. No, and that's the thing, right? And so then you have the the folks who take the shower to begin their day or the liberal elites, they can get time off from their jobs. They've got the the, the you know, time off or the motivation or the incentive to go vote and participate. And and that's where right. that's why I get so frustrated sometimes by the normal average working American doesn't buy into this stuff, wants there to be police and wants there to be law and order, but they don't prioritize it. The they one don't thing, prioritize it. I, I get it. Look, look, I agree with you mostly, but where yeah. I disagree with you is that I think historically those people who take showers at the end of the day, and by the way, I generally take one in the morning and in the evening, so I'm both of those guys. But just kidding. <laughs> Not every day, folks. Um, people go, Robert, you stink. Take a shower. All right. No, wrong kind of stinking. But in Ew. any event, it's my politics that people don't like. Um, Manishtana. But in any event, um, you know, it's one of those things that I disagree with you because I think the average American, those people who take showers at the end of the day, yeah. historically have wanted to vote, have taken the time to vote and understood its significance and importance. It's in the modern era, let's call it from, Ob- you know, from Obambi forward, right? Yeah. Um, it, it's, and that's really unfair to call him that because he's anything but a fawn or, or a doe. If anything, he's the Manchurian candidate and this is his third term in office. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. But these people want to vote, but now they don't think their vote matters. So why bother? And, that's and, 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 there, and there is a malaise... And there is a sense of hopelessness that it doesn't matter what I do. And that's that whole red dot in a blue pond thing. They want people to be demotivated. They want people Mm. to, to, and I think when I say you're one of them, you, I know vote, but I mean, you're, your concern is well placed, but when I say you're one of them, it's not that you don't vote. It's that you actually are feeling what they're putting out and, and accept it to be real. I do not. Mm. At the end of at the end of the day, I think, and I think it'll get worse before it gets better. Mm. But you're already starting to see people fight back in different ways. Mm. I hope it doesn't come to you know armed open conflict. But let's see what happens in 2024, because I want to segue you to the post debate polls. Have you seen them? Oh, you know what? I have not. So Trump I, is I running away. Lie. Trump is Trump is now running away in the post debate polls. You know, Even a couple more? weeks ago. Even An more. Even bigger lead? Bigger lead. Really? Yeah, hang on. We'll go. We'll, I'll find that one for you, too. Yeah, uh, that's what, Wall, you know, Wall, I've Wall been Street, so Wall focused on the uh, on the house. And the, for those of you listening, uh, we've been, we're, uh, we're getting ready to sell our house in Burlington. There is too much crime here. These people are insane. Uh, we're, we're making moves outside of the city. Well... I can't quite find it, but I'm sure it's here somewhere. So basically, the yeah, it's not it either. Diversity, equity, and inclusion. Ah. 
Oh, our favorite. Die. Uh, D-E-I. Divide. Divide. Elite. And intolerance. Don't forget that's what it really means. <laughs> Division, elitism, and intolerance. So I know we're segueing. I want to get back to this Trump poll thing. Okay. Trump, uh, tell but, me about the Trump poll. But but next time someone says you know diversity, equity, inclusion, folks, remember it's worth repeating. Divide or division, elitism, and intolerance, because that's what it really means. So yep. Trump is 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 has the support of like 61 percent of the Republican electorate. Wow. It's up like eleven or twelve points. And I am struggling to find this article, but I will. Here it is. Ah, there you go. Wall Street Journal, right, yeah. basically says uh, that there's a dramatic change, despite the emphasis that DeSantis and Southern candidates have. It's a poll from August 24th through the 30th. It's 1,500 Americans with a 2.5% margin of error. Quote, some 76% of Trump supporters say they are committed to him and won't change their mind. Right. Okay. But it's 61 percent of the Republican electorate who have said that they are voting for Trump regardless. And that's up 12 points. Wow. Wow. So they were not impressed. The American people were not impressed with their with their pool of candidates from the first debate. Sounds like, you know, I don't know if they're not impressed because, look, to be honest, I think that we had an incredible slate of candidates up there and i like the talent pool and i like yeah. a lot of them and if someone could convince me that one of them could actually win the primary there's several of them that i would support in the general there's yeah. a couple of them i wouldn't but uh, that's not true i'm anybody but biden but a couple that i just don't, don't think could win the general right so yeah. the question then becomes the question then becomes can anyone derail trump because he's only gotten strong four indictments and now they were trying to get him off the New Hampshire ballot, right? Really? Yeah, Corky Messner, who ran for Senate, um, filed suit to remove him from the ballot, citing the 14th Amendment to the Constitution because really? of insurrection. Even though he's been charged, it hasn't been proven. But of course, he's guilty until proven innocent because he's Donald Trump, of course. Obviously. Right. Obviously. So I don't think wow. anybody beats Trump in the primary except possibly Donald Trump. <laughs> the thing and the thing with Donald Trump is like all of the problems I feel like are baked into the cake, right? So, you know, by the time the grab him by the you know what video came out and they thought, "Oh, for sure this will be the end." You know, no. Every, you know, the the average American wanted the giant orange middle finger. And so the, the brazen, brashes, uh, did you, you just know, say brashes? Is there brashes? such a word? Is brashes? That, I think I just made that up. The brashness. You're, you're, you're like my radio malaprop. The, 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 um, I love that. The, uh, you know, all of that was baked in and the American people want that. And so the idea that you're going to show him being brash and like a like a strong New Yorker is somehow going to hurt him in the polls. I don't know why they keep trying the same play thinking that's going to work. Well, no, the play they're trying is they want Trump as a nominee because they think they can beat him again and they want him at, at uh, limping into the debates. And by the way, folks, we have to go because we're getting the high sign. But you've heard it here. I'm going to tell you again. Mm. 
Joe Biden will not be the nominee. It's going to be Donald Trump versus Gavin Newsom. Oh. Chew on that for a while. And we have a lot of this for the next show. So we got plenty of stuff to come back to. Erica, where can they reach us? They can reach us at asicfund.org or uh, coalitionforamerica.com. They can reach me on Twitter at Erica Reddick, and they can reach you at RB Chernin. RB Chernin. And folks, do it because Erica said so. Do it now. And do it now. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you again next week. Thank you.